Hey, Marie, how's it going? It's going good. How are you? I am uh, doing well. I'm right in the thick of it right now with the book launch coming up. Today is the 18th of August when we're recording. And so the book launch, I don't think I've announced a date, but it's basically in about a month from now. So I'm frantically trying to figure out all, all the things that need to be done. Specifically this week, there was kind of two main focuses and we can go into those in a minute. But like mm -hmm. the two main things I was focused on this week was getting my like pre-order bonuses ready to go so that when people pre-order the book, they can like submit the receipt to get bonus material. And then the second thing is uh, figuring out my launch team, which for people that aren't kind of in the book, I don't know, industry or in the book world, like when you launch a book, like having a launch team is really important because like the number one thing you need other than selling the book is reviews. Like getting reviews on Amazon is crucial to like your book launch success. Because if you go to a, like you see a book, you go to the Amazon and it's like, you know, it has three reviews. Mm -hmm. Like you're like, oh, this person, like only their family bought it. I'm not going to buy this book. Like that's yeah. so that sign of credibility of like, oh, 50 or more people or like a hundred people have reviewed this and it has a mm -hmm. good rating. Like that sort of that, it's almost like table stakes. Like you need that minimum of like a whole bunch of reviews just for it to feel like a real book that you can buy. Yeah, so launch yeah. teams are kind of like a big part of that. Yeah, it's so crazy because like deep down, you kind of know there could be a really good book that has no ratings and that's just unfortunate. Maybe that person didn't know how the industry worked or how to do the marketing or, you know, do this launch team that you're saying. Mm -hmm. It's so unfortunate, but but it's kind of, like you said, table stakes is part of the game. Like you have to do it. And you and I were talking earlier, like before we hit record and we're saying it's similar to a product hunt launch in a way. Like, right. you know, when you have your product hunt launch, ideally you want a few people that you know to kind of help kick it off and maybe just, you know, start the conversation or, you know, or give it an upvote, whatever. But it, it really helps like if you just land on that page and there's like no one else has said anything, you're like, oh, maybe there's nothing here. But if you see there's something, it's a social proof thing again. And we talked about social proof on the last episode, but it's like a very similar thing, right? It's just a different kind of social proof. Mm -hmm. It's a testimonial plus a rating in this case, plus the actual five-star rating. Yeah, I really like that you're kind of thinking about that and putting together the mar like a marketing thing around it. And, and like you said, your launch team and getting those early reviews in, so crucial. Yeah, yeah, and it's really like important. I'm trying to make sure that people know how little a review takes to do, but how important it is for the author. Yeah. Because like writing review, like you don't have to write like four paragraphs. Like you're not, it's not like you're writing report that you need to hand in, you know, in school or something. Like mm -hmm. just a few sentences that just sort of say like, now that I'm here, I'm like, oh, I gotta go back and review some books that I've read because now I know how important those reviews are. But just like a few sentences that just sort of like answer like, oh, I, I read this book and I really, like I learned about this thing, which I didn't know about, which was uh, really cool. And then maybe say like, this book is great for anyone that's, you know, whatever the thing is, like trying to start their first business or that just found out they had ADHD for you know my book or something like that. Like it really doesn't take a lot, but the value is like so huge uh, mm -hmm. for the authors. So that's kind of what I'm trying to do with the launch team is like, I want to make it as easy as possible for people to do that. So like showing them how, like I'm not going to provide reviews for them. Obviously do an honest review, but these are some tips on how to write a review easily. And like yeah, what needs yeah. to be done for that. How do you deal with the fact that it, it takes a while to read the book? So I, I buy the book and then maybe it takes me like a week to read it or may, maybe longer because I'm super slow. Like maybe it takes me two <laughs> weeks to read it. Do you remind people after a couple of weeks to come back and review it? 
I have like a whole kind of, uh, it's not totally written out, but I have like a rough sequence of the emails that I'm going to send out. So I just, mm. just this past week was my first call where I said, hey, if you want to join the launch team, go here and fill out a form. And so I had like a form that was kind of basic, you know, name, email address, stuff like that. And then I asked, I asked like a couple of questions on there. One was like, are there any podcasts that you think I'd be a good guest on? So people listed some podcasts, uh, which is great because now I can reach out to those podcasts and say like, hey, somebody told me that I would be a good guest for your podcast. You know, it kind of gives, it gives me that little ounce of like an in when I talk to yeah. them rather than just like, hey, I'm a nobody and I think I should be on your show. It's like, I can say somebody specifically told me your podcast would be a good fit. And so that's you one thing. even do like a screenshot or something showing? Possibly, or? yeah. I haven't, I haven't decided exactly how I'll do that yet. Hmm. But so that's one thing I asked. And then I also asked basically just like a call for any random ideas. Do you have any other ideas that could help launch or promote the book? And so I got a lot of people that shared like, hey, I have a connection with like the local used bookstore in my town. Or, hey, I have this connection here. Or I know this person that does this podcast, so I could help connect you with them. So that that's been super helpful. And I had a, so I had a bunch of people that filled out the form and left kind of feedback. And so I've been going through that, and I'm like, oh, there's there's way more ideas in there than I can actually use. But that's very exciting. And the other thing is like marketing with a book is a sprint, or I mean, not a sprint. It's a marathon. Okay. Like your your marketing push, obviously, like the launch day is important. Yeah. But you should continue to market it for like at least a year, like at least plan to market it for a year because that's where like you want it to sustain over the long term. And so a lot of these, cause like, I'm not going to reach out to every single podcast person and try and get on them immediately, but I can like reach out over the next year and try and find time that fits into my schedule. I feel like, you know, even though you said that it's, you know, for books, you should market for at least a year. I kind of feel like that's the same for any product, like even a, like a SaaS or a digital product. You shouldn't stop marketing. <laughs> right. Even launch. if you have a big product hunt launch, yeah, you need to even, keep it going. People always say you should launch multiple times as well. And you can launch multiple times on product hunt. You need to wait, I think it's six months in between, but you can launch multiple times if you, you know, you really should. Yeah. And not just on product hunt. We've actually stopped doing product hunt. Mm. So I used to do it for everything, but I've realized it's like it's still good, but it's not exactly our audience and it's not it's not as worth it for me as it used to be because it's just, it's reaching people and you will get a spike in traffic. But the question is like, are they the right people? Because mm. yeah, you got a spike. That's great. But are they actually going to continue using the product and convert? And we don't really get that from Product Hunt. So I haven't put much, um, we haven't been launching. I could have relaunched like three times, four times by now on Product Hunt, but mm. we're choosing to launch elsewhere and just like you know, like partner with other people and with the right audience and launch there instead. Right. But I like the concept of launching like multiple times. Yeah. Yeah. That get, that brings up a couple things for me. Like one, I think it's really important. Like I, I've never released a book before, so this is all brand new to me. And there's going to be a lot of like trying stuff out and then sort of finding out that like, like maybe like I know podcasts are really big for a lot of people and maybe I do podcasts and it just feels like, like that doesn't actually work for my audience. I need to be doing something else. Like mm -hmm. maybe that's not the case because podcast is pretty generic, but I'm going to be finding out which things work for me and which don't. Like maybe I find out that like, oh, 
Uh, doing Facebook ads is totally worth it for me. Like that seems to connect with my audience and is affordable or whatever. Like that's all the stuff I have to just like try things out and figure out what is sort of uh, the best match. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the other thing you said, like the talking about multiple launches, that is something I'm thinking about a lot because it's really easy for a book to just be like, hey, the book's out. And then you never talk about it again. Like there's no more way to launch it. And so I very specifically thought about ways that I could launch it. It is hard with a book because it's it feels more permanent. Yeah. When we do multiple launches, it's usually around like a feature launch. Like we've we've got something else that we're adding and it sort of feels like a big deal. So we're like, okay, let's do some marketing around that thing. It gives us an excuse to talk about the product again and give people more reasons to use it. Whereas the book seems more finite. Yeah, you can't just add random chapters willy-nilly. No, but <laughs> but you can do other stuff, which you are doing. So you have your book, but then you've got stuff around the book, which is super cool because like you've got bonus material around the book. And it actually just made me think sort of a bit of a random thought, but you know, like with TV series, like you've got maybe Star Wars is like the best example, but you've got like your main Star Wars movies, right? And then you've mm. got like these breakout, like a TV series like Andor. So I guess what they're marketing is the overall Star Wars universe. So you've got main Star Wars, you've got Andor, and then you've got like Ashoka is coming out soon. And you also have like random like material around that as well, like shows that talk about it, but it just keeps expanding and expanding like the universe. And it's the same mm -hmm. with Marvel. They're doing the same thing, right? They've got all these like, it's sort of splintered out. Same with Walking Dead as well. Like, I don't know, people... People that know me know I'm a massive Walking Dead fan, but they've also splintered stuff out, right? There's like all these, like a side series thing going. But it's just, again, it's like, how do you get more out of the main product and still give value to people? Because you can't just put like random stuff out. So right. it has to be of value. But it's sim more similar to a TV series because like the main TV series isn't changing. Like those episodes are done, but they're mm. creating more content and your main book is sort of done. But you're creating more content around it to kind of expand your universe. Yeah, that's a that's a really interesting uh, kind of way to look at it. I, I'm definitely, I'm trying to think about like what sort of additional launches can I have? Like, so mm -hmm. for example, I know that like at launch, I won't have an audiobook. Originally I thought I was going to, and then it was just like, this just doesn't make sense. Like I need to just do that later when I can give it dedicated time and just focus on like the ebook paper paperback launch right now. Yeah. But now because I haven't done the, the audiobook now, that becomes I get to do a launch later. Like whenever I finish the audiobook, that gets to be a launch again. And same sort of thing, I've thought of doing uh, what do they call it? Large print. So I'll probably do a large print version of the book at some point, which mm. again, it's like it's going to be helpful for a segment of people, but also it gives me another opportunity to have another launch of like now I can yeah. announce the large print and my sales of like across the like spectrum are going to go up. Like people are going to see the announcement of the large print book and then go buy the audiobook or the ebook or whatever. And so it all sort of like builds on each other. And then and then I started thinking kind of like what you're talking about with like I don't know, like the merchandising sort of aspect of like Walking Dead or whatever it is. I started to think about like maybe it would make sense to do a notebook or a journal or a workbook or something what of that sort. What about the calendar? Remember we were talking about the calendar. <laughs> the calendar. Oh, that was so cool. Like the desk calendar where you have one page per day. Yeah, you could yeah. Put like one really cool, you know, you're like a some quote from the book maybe or right, something right. that someone might get a little bit of like, you know, dopamine or insight every day. Like they can look forward to peeling off the 
the the calendar. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so there's all those kind of opportunities of, and obviously you don't want it to be like, hey, here's all my junk that has the name on it. Like you want it to be all like I'm adding useful, helpful, brand. good stuff. Yeah. The way to think about it is more like your it's your brand. Like you have this extra focus brand now, which is the name the name of the book, name of the your newsletter. newsletter, your website as well. Or is it all? It's all sort of. Well, the news newsletter and the website yeah, are kind of combined same thing. now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's your brand now, right? Like extra focus with the same font and everything. It's like that's the brand. What else comes underneath that? And we're thinking about Llama Life the same way. Like this is the brand, and we have the digital tool, which is going to be like the web version and the mobile mobile version. But we're going to have other stuff as well. We just want to be a brand about focus, like digital right. tools for focus. And maybe also some swag or like it could be some physical stuff for your desk. But eventually we want to be like this brand that you, when you think about us, you think about like how to focus. And actually that's kind of similar to your stuff as well, but it's just different mediums. Like your brand is about focus, right? And hence the name Extra Focus. (laughs) Right, yeah. Uh, I don't know how hard this is to do in the book world, but Maybe one other thing is you could do like a limited, like a special release of the book, like a one-year anniversary edition where maybe it's got a different book cover, like it's a different color, or maybe the illustrations become colored, like the colored version, because mm-hmm. now they're black and white, right? I don't know. Right. There's just I'm just trying to think of like <laughs> So new, this is absolutely something I've thought about. So... I, cause right now, like I don't have a hardcover version of the book at all. And I know like traditional publishers, traditional publishers would do like a hardcover first because they get big, bigger margins for it. And then at least, at least in the U S that's how it's done. It's like hardcover comes out first. And then sometime later after the books, you know, theoretically been a success, then the paperback version, like the cheaper paperback version comes out. So I'm not doing that partly because like print on demand, like doesn't, it, it's like just starting to do hardcover stuff like that. Okay. But presumably, hopefully the book is like a big enough of a success that I can justify doing like what I would really love. So Derek Sivers, his books, they have that like, what, like a linen cover or whatever. I don't, I don't know exactly what it's called, but I love the feel of those books. And that, that would be my dream is that at some point, yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's after a year or at some point there's kind of like a special hardcover edition. That's like that, that really nice linen cover. And yeah. And maybe I would add like an extra like bonus chapter or something to like additionally spice it up. And yeah, so that's another thing I'm considering. And I would, that's my dream. Cause I just like, I love the way those books feel. And so I'd love to have a version of my book kind of like that. I wonder if, I'm just randomly coming up with stuff, but I wonder if there's something like, cause I'm thinking there's community as well. Like, I wonder if there's something where, so one thing I really like is like, I like hearing other people's ADHD stories because it makes me feel more normal. Like if I hear that someone has done, you know, they've, they've gone through something that seems crazy to everyone else, but I can totally relate to, I like hearing that stuff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, I'll go on Reddit or something and there'll be like um, r slash ADHD and I'll just read like everybody's like mishaps and failures. I'm like, oh yeah, that's so funny sometimes because I'm like, oh, I totally know what, what that's about. Right. But maybe you could have something where um, readers like submit their stories, like just a few sentences and maybe like a special edition could actually print some of them. And that will give those people a reason to buy that copy as well because they're in the book. Right. I, I don't know, something like that. Well, some sort of community aspect where they're contributing to part of part of the book because then it gives them, they have some sort of ownership or involvement to 
I don't know, even talk about it and say, hey, I'm in the book. <laughs> right. And, and, and then buy the special edition because it's, it's um, you know, just like a memento or something. Yeah, that's really, that's really interesting. That's something I'll definitely, like, at, once the book comes out and I start, at the very least, when I'm starting to get feedback, I'm going to be, like, saving all of that somewhere. And, yeah. yeah, that's, like, a really interesting idea of maybe having some, like, community contributions about, like, talking about a specific thing, like time blindness, and then and then maybe having, like, some stories from people that have read it, like, their own experience with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I do know, like, that uh, Jessica McCabe, her book is coming out next year, How to ADHD, and mm-hmm. she's done a lot of that. I know that because she's been post, like, on Twitter, she would, or X, she's been posting mm-hmm. and saying, like, hey, what has your experience been with, you know, this, with time blindness? Mm. Leave a comment and it might show up in the book, like that sort of a thing. Oh, okay. And so yeah, yeah, I know that yeah, her yeah. book is going to have a lot of like community, that sort of idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's really, that could be really interesting. Yeah, community bonus it. section. If I had the book and then I was in like the new, the special edition, I would buy the special edition. <laughs> right. Then I might give the my existing copy to someone else as a gift. And then that also is a bit of marketing as well, right? Because like it sort of spreads it even more. Right. So, I don't know, something like that. And and I think you can get really creative with your stuff because you, the difference with you and, well, I was going to say with others, but your unique advantage is basically that you can do all the digital stuff yourself. You have complete control over your landing page, the design, the dev. So you can just, any creative thing you come up with, you can just make and yeah. I feel like that is a huge <laughs> advantage because people who don't have those skills would be using more of a template. Like if they're trying to create a web page and you're kind of limited to what you can do with a template, it starts to feel a bit samey after a while. Whereas you can put like really cool, creative like things in there. Yeah, I feel like the whole world when you're doing like self publishing, there's just so many things that you have to figure out that if you don't have kind of you know, an extensive tech background, some of this stuff's hard to figure out. And so like, for example, I mentioned that I was working on like the pre-order bonuses. The setup for that is that, hey, when you buy the book, forward your receipt to this email address. And it's like an email address that I have set up. And then you get an email with like a link to download the bonuses. Like that's Mm -hmm, how it's supposed mm -hmm. to work out. And then I went to look how to do it. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know how to do it. I have to figure this out. Like I thought it would be like, oh, maybe ConvertKit has like a thing set up for that. Mm-hmm. And from what I could see, there wasn't like a, oh yeah, just set up this email address. And so I had to, to figure it out myself. And like the solution, once I figured it out, it's like, well, that that all makes sense. Like it wasn't that difficult. I just didn't know where to start. And in case anyone's trying to do a similar thing, like all I did was I set up, so I have uh Google workspaces for my uh, personal domain, uh, ADHDjesse.com. And so I set up an alias email address, which is what I'll have people email the receipt to. And then I just set up a filter inside of uh, Gmail to basically have any of those emails get archived automatically. So they skip the inbox, so I don't ever see them. But then they get an autoresponder that sends them an email that says like, hey, thanks for pre-ordering the book. Here's the links to download your bonuses. And then I also have a an automation set up with Zapier and ConvertKit. So that way it does save their email address. So then I'm like building up this list of like, these are people that have bought my book. 
mm-hmm. um, so that I can email them if I, you know, when I come out with a large print edition or the audiobook or something. I don't, I don't know what necessarily I'll use that for yeah. now, but then I'll have it. And so, and that's the sort of thing that like, you know, if I hadn't used Zapier before, like I wouldn't have even thought to look that up. It's just sort of like the experience of having used this stuff before is really coming in handy as I'm trying to figure out what is the best way to manage bonuses for the pre-order? What's the best way to do this? And what's the best way to do that? Well, I think the sequence that you just described, like we're talking about it in the context of your book, but I mean, it doesn't have to be for a book. Like that could be for (laughs) anything. Like it could even, you know, I'm just thinking Llama Life, right? We could, when someone signs up, we could do the same thing where they've signed up and then they get some bonus material. And that same sequence that you described, which is when they sign up, they can email some address and that email address will just, like you said, do the order respond. That order respond has some links and the links go to like some bonus content. So what I'm learning, like as we keep talking about the book stuff, like I keep finding these little things where maybe you're thinking about them more because it's in the book world and that's mm. what you're focused on at the moment, even though you do have other like digital products. But I'm kind of, I feel like I'm learning a lot from the book world, like that I could just, I could kind of adapt to the the product that I'm making, Llama Life. Like yeah. I feel like there's a lot that can be transferred over. It's like, oh yeah, I didn't really think about that for my product, but why not? It's all marketing, right? And it makes sense. So it's really interesting. You saying that reminded me of 37 Signals, who does, you know, they do Basecamp. Basecamp, yeah. When they announced uh Hey, the email client, hey.com, they announced it with an email address. I can't remember what it was. It was just like hi at hey.com or something. Or maybe it was just hey at hey.com. I don't remember what the email address was, but when they announced the product, it, you couldn't buy it yet, but they said, hey, if you want to get on the waiting list, they send, said, hey. an, <laughs> send an email to this hey address and tell <laughs> yeah. us what you, I think it was like, tell us what you hate about email currently or something like that. Yeah, cool. And cool. then through that, and so rather than having like a traditional signup page, it was just like email us instead. And so they built up their email list that way, which was really great for the email marketing because now it wasn't like they had a list of email addresses. Even better than that, they had a list of email addresses that had emailed them. That had that had the problem, had a problem. Well, well problem it had the problem, but sell. as far mm-hmm. as like the way email servers work, had emailed them so that when they send an email back, it's not going to go to spam or anything like that yeah, because yeah, they're replying to someone that sent. So it was like this, like totally outside of the box thinking because most people would just set up like, Hey, add your email address and you'd go on the form. But they did this yeah, like yeah. sort of backwards way of doing it, which gave them all these extra advantages. So I, I love that idea of like trying to take really marketing cool, yeah. from different perspectives and like, how can you apply that to what you're doing oh, I love that with so your much. product? Just, it's kind of engaging the community before you, you launch and then you know that that's a sort of a captured like that audience has the issue like they they're not happy with their current email that's why they're emailing you to say like here's what i don't like about my current email they have emailed you like you said so they're not going to when you reply back and won't go to spam and they chose to email you so it's not like you're like just marketing to them they chose to they were the ones that took the first action so they're interested Mm -hmm. in market like if you're in marketing world you'll be like they're in market for this product right they are the perfect audience for that product that's really cool maybe we might do something like that for our mobile app you know because we are currently trying to get we're not trying actually it's a bit early but we have had people saying like can i beta test this app so maybe when it comes closer to the time we might say like email us if you want to beta test it or something i don't know i just like this it's like a reverse 
I don't know what you would call it. It feels like a reverse campaign almost. Yeah, yeah. It's really kind of like it flips on on its head. And like, Ed, yeah. I mean, I will say one thing that worked really well to their advantage is like, hey, they're selling an email product and to sign up for it, you send them an email. So it was like this yeah, that, really that sense, yeah. synergistic uh, kind of connection there. Maybe we do like, send us a text. Oh no, it's not quite the same because that would be for a text product. No, that's not the same. No, forget that. But there's something there. Maybe maybe uh, it's some, something to chew on and maybe some brilliance will come. Just like thinking outside the box. Like if that feels like the sort of thing that someone would mention in a boardroom and then everyone else would be like, no, we're not going to do that. We're just going <laughs> to do something different. But being open to capturing those kind of outside of the box ideas that could be really effective. Yeah, I do appreciate how they... Like just that product in general. I don't, I'm not a user of that product, but I really like that they were just like, you know what, we're going to just, we're going to do an email client from the ground up and we're going to start almost like first principles. Like we're just, we're not going to just do the same, same old, same old. We're going to just like reinvent it because it's so bad the way it is. Mm-hmm. They kind of just started with all the problems and tried to do a fresh approach. So for that, I definitely appreciate like that, that thinking. Yeah, like I, I was a user for a while. I don't use it anymore, mostly because it just like if you get overwhelmed by email, like I would often do, you can't use other tools to manage it, which makes it difficult. And so like their default set of tools, I think is pretty good. Um, anyway, we don't need to dissect the product, but I, I did <laughs> use it for a while. And I do think it's just a very novel approach. I actually looked it up. So it was, the email address they used was I want at hey.com. So they just said, to get on the list, email I want at hey.com and tell us how you feel about email. Could be a love story or a hate story. Could be long, could be short. It's your story, so it's up to you. And it's such a clever That's way. So like cool. I'm sure they got so much really fun uh, feedback through that. I want at hey.com. Yeah. <laughs> it sort of sounds a bit funny just because the name is so short, but it, I can, if it's like I want at Llama Life app, like maybe mm-hmm. we create a mm-hmm. new domain with because right now it's just Llama Life. It could be Llama Life app just for this special like marketing campaign. Mm-hmm. So many cool things you can do with marketing. And I think the thing with marketing is like a lot of people get turned off by it because they feel like there's no dev side of it, but there can be, right? Like you can right. create some really interesting campaign, but maybe you need to create like what we're talking about, some automation flow or a landing page or something where you – you have to go somewhere, do something on a on a website to get something back. So there is still a dev component. Like you could make it, you know, I'm, I'm talking about like devs who don't like marketing, but there is, there could be a dev component to it. Like you just have to create it. Like just, and that's the beauty of it, that you can create whatever you want. Like that's yeah, the yeah. cool thing about it. Yeah. Anyway, we're actually, I'm just looking at the clock because we, we really try to keep these episodes to half an hour. And I think we've been reasonably good at that, but we're kind of on, we're like on time now. So I'm like, we probably should wrap up pretty soon. Yeah. Like if, if our goal is to have a 30 minute episode, then we should probably have under 30 minutes occasionally rather than always a little bit over, which I think is what we normally do. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But by the time, like we edit it, you know, maybe it'll go under. We'll see. We don't do a lot of editing though. I mean, well, actually, I well, say we, that. I, yeah, I was going to say, we, we don't do the editing. I don't know how much editing. There's probably a ton. I, 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 meant, I, meant, um, I meant more like, you know, we don't take big chunks of content out. We kind of edit out the, maybe like the ums and the ahs like a little bit, but it's not like we will take, oh, let's just take five, 10 minutes out of this episode. But by the time we take right. out the little things, it probably will be under 30. But shout out <laughs> and, to- Unless um, we keep shout talking. Shout out to Ian, our editor. 
Makes it sound great. There's some shows where they're like, they'll just record like three hours and then uh, some oh, editor no. will go and chop out like the best 40 minutes or whatever. And that, yeah, no, no, it that's always not feels <laughs> so disjointed. Like, I, yeah, I don't like that. I like the natural conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. Well, let's wrap it up. So we hit that target. Next week, I'm sure I'll have more exciting news about progress in the book because I'm just trying to get yeah. all this done as fast as possible. So maybe pre-orders next week, maybe pre-orders, uh, which would be very exciting. So amazing. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, I guess we'll talk more about it then. I, I don't really have huge update. I guess for me, um, we've just been working on the, the, the app and that is going really well. It's actually, we're ahead. I think I, I touch wood, but we're ahead of our, our schedule, like our timeline, which is I, I'm really pleased about because I know like the last 20% is going to be really hard. So we're making a lot of progress on the first 80%, like just trying to get everything there. Mm -hmm. But I know like the last 20 and maybe even the last five, it's so hard to get over the line. Yeah, I know that's going to take more time. So I guess we're, I guess I'm sort of banking, like the fact that we're ahead, I'm banking those hours and going, yeah, we're ahead, but we'll probably need those hours because I probably underestimated the last 20%. <laughs> so maybe having said that, we're just on time. We're on time right Perfect. now. Perfect. Love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm really excited about it. Anyway, I guess I'll have more updates maybe next week. But um, yes, yeah, good progress so far. Awesome. Cool. Sounds good. I'll see you then. Awesome. Bye.